Welcome to episode 10 of the Obsangani Quick Care Podcast. Hi everyone, before we get into the podcast, I um, just wanted to make a um, quick mention that um, you can watch the screencast version of this where there's some slides. Uh, if you go to the Obsangani Crick Care website where there's a link to a short YouTube video with slides. Um, I'm just enjoying watching the Ashes test and seeing Australia getting back into the action. Hopefully you guys aren't too busy in the week leading up to Christmas. Alright, um, on with the show. Today we're going to do um, episode 5 in my mini tutorial series on patient blood management in obstetrics and gynaecology, um, which is on intraoperative or intrapartum strategies to decrease blood loss. Now when I sat down to put this together, I suddenly realised that I'd bitten off a bit more than I can chew, and um, um, I've decided to split it up into two categories. Um, so for the first one, we're going to focus on surgical, physical and radiological techniques which you can use to decrease bleeding. Um, which in my humble opinion is where the money is because um, these are the things that actually decrease the amount of blood you lose. Um, and so um, what we're talking about here in, uh, in regards, if we refer to the theory of patient blood management, is pillar two, minimise blood loss. So to get it started, I thought um, just a quick reminder that um, if you're ever in a situation where there's catastrophic bleeding um, and you need to buy some time, um, just about all obstetric and gynecological bleeding does come from the pelvic vessels and the pelvic organs and um, a great technique for um, us to know is manual aortic compression go back and have a look at um, episode I think it's three or uh, two or three where we uh, talk about this in a bit more detail and uh, there's the link to the um, great uh, YouTube video done by um, Dr Sorensen Okay, so let's get on to surgical techniques. So this isn't isn't my area, I'm an anaesthetist, but um, I just want to summarise some of these uh, different um, techniques that we have available and hopefully this will um, inspire you if you're interested to go away and um, delve a little bit deeper. Um, obviously we can't um, discuss things in too much detail because unfortunately um, I've been advised by a number of people uh, mentors and such that the sort of sweet spot for these um, short teaching sessions is about 15 minutes um, and that you know in modern society we're all time poor and uh, if I go on for any any longer than that I'm uh, likely to um, lose everyone's interest so in this in the interests of being um, efficient we're just going to sort of br uh, brush over these things and hopefully I'll inspire you to go and look into them into more detail um, so surgical techniques, it, a lot of this is all basic stuff and um, all people who undergo surgical training are taught all these things as part of their um, basic skill set, packing, pressure, sutures, removing the bleeding organs like the, hist like the uterus, uh, performing hysterectomy, clamping off um, vessels that supply these organs. Um, learning how to do a compression suture like a bee lynch is a very useful technique if you're an obstetrician uh, and the abdomen is open, for example at the time of caesarean. Uh, uterine artery ligation, I'm told, is also a very useful technique and I have seen it used very successfully as an anaesthetist peering over the drapes. 
Um, I've managed to find a couple of YouTube links to um, some teaching videos for that, but there's actually a whole heap of them there, and uh, feel free to look for them yourself. Balloon tamponade, probably the most commonly used technique. Um, the Bakery balloon is the one that I've seen used the most. Infiltration with vasoconstrictors. Now, maybe this is not something that everyone is um, familiar with. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but this is certainly useful, I think, in some gynecological surgery, especially things like myomectomy and, rem and removal of fibroids. And increasingly in modern um, surgical practice, it appears that topical hemostatic um, methods are being more and more uh, used by many people and they seem to be very effective and I think they possibly um, um, a lot more useful than people realize. Um, so topical agents uh, can be composed of uh, many different um, substances. Generally I think the basic underlying principle for these things is that um, as well as providing a physical structure they have um, substances in them which stimulate blood clot formation. Um, so that can just be things like cellulose. Um, some of them also contain things like thrombin, anion, fibrinogen and things like that, um, which are also components of forming a blood clot. This is a really useful technique for, um, you know, sort of diffuse bleeding from mucosal surfaces or, or large areas where, you know, putting in a single suture or um, um, tying off a vessel is not um, an option. Vasoconstrictor infiltration. So we use, in the hospital I work in, we use um, an injection of a, a dilute vasoconstrictor substance in, uh, injected around the fibroids at the time of myomectomy. And this is a really, in my personal opinion anyway, a very um, successful and uh, useful technique. Probably the most widely studied in um, fibroid surgery is the use of vasopressin, and there's a Cochrane review on that. Um, but I have also seen dilute noradrenaline used, probably a shorter acting drug, so maybe the um, vasoconstrictive effects are a little more shorter acting. Um, and, also, and also adrenaline, people have used that for a long time. Yeah, things like um, marcaine and adrenaline is used quite widely in all areas of medicine. Um, for those of you who are interested, you know, don't take this at face value. You have to go away and check your own institution and uh, look up your own protocols. But this is, just to give you a rough idea, this is how it is done at my institution. 20 units, which is one ampule of vasopressin, is placed in 200 mils of saline to provide a dilute, dilute solution. And the maximum dose that they can be infiltrated is 50 mils, which is quite a lot. <coughs> and that can be repeated at 45 minutes. Things to look out for. Um, so this, you still have to be careful when you do this. Um, make sure you aspirate before you inject. Obviously, if the needle accidentally goes intravascularly, you will be giving a bolus of a vasoconstrictor, um, which can cause some quite interesting um, changes in the patient's circulation. And so you should always um, let the anaesthetist know that you're about to do it. I have certainly been aware of. Um, um, patients who've had uh, adrenaline injected during at the time of gastroscopy, I've seen some really exciting changes in patients' blood pressure and heart rate um, when um, when that has gone intra intravascular. All right, so as well as um, uh, some of the other surgical things that I've surgical and um, physical techniques I've mentioned, what uh, what about interventional radiology? I think um, just find it amazing the amount of um, progress that's been made in this area in the last 20 years and um, 
it seems that there is no end in sight to all the um, different types of bleeding that interventional radiology techniques can now treat. So traditionally in obstetrics and gynaecology, um, patients who have had um, persistent bleeding have had um, embolization of the uterine arteries by um, radiological techniques. Um, and some of the other techniques that have been um, utilized include um, prophylactic balloons placed in the uterine arteries or the um, iliac vessels prior to things like percreta surgery, very useful. Um, and a more modern technique is, um, or more recent technique, sorry, is probably the correct phrase, is um, something called reboa, um, which when I first heard I thought was a South American reptile, which um, um, unfortunately that is not the case. It in fact is an acronym which stands for Retrograde Endovascular Balloon Occlusion of Aorta. Um, this has been used um, increasingly in trauma in some centres to decrease sort of life-threatening bleeding from trauma. And it's also utilised in vascular surgery and um, there's some case series out there which I'll try and find the um, references for for where it's been used in um, obstetric and gynaecological bleeding. So that is um, includes things like per, uh, accreta and percreta surgery but also ectopic bleeding and um, obstetric hemorrhage from uterine aging and other causes. So if you are lucky enough to have good access to a, a clever interventional radiologist, then these, these are some really useful things to, to um, utilise. And maybe we'll try and get someone, uh, I'll try and see if I can get an interventional radiologist to come on and give us a bit of a um, dis, um, more in-depth discussion on this topic. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please go to the iTunes menu and subscribe to the show if you like it. Write a review. This will also help us uh, get seen by other listeners on the iTunes menu. If you're also interested, please go to our website at www.opsandgynecritcare.org where there will be lots of show notes and links to uh, interesting videos related to the topic that you've just listened to. See you again next time.